everybody, it's Tara Bryan, and you are listening to the Course Building Secrets Podcast. Whether you're a coach or a CEO, the success of your team and clients is based on your ability to deliver a consistent experience and guide them on the fastest path to results. This podcast will give you practical, real-life tips that you can use today to build your online experiences that get results and create raving fans. Why? So you can monetize your expertise and serve more people without adding more time or team to your business. If you're looking to uncover your million-dollar framework, package it and use it to scale, you're in the right place. Let's dive in. everybody. Welcome to Course Building Secrets podcast. I am here with a great guest, Colleen Biggs, and she is going to give us some awesome tips today. So welcome, Colleen. We're happy to have you on the podcast. Why don't you start off by telling us just a little bit about yourself, your journey, and what you are up to. Thank you, Tara. So nice to be here. I appreciate that. So, well, gosh, where do I start? So I was, um, well, um, first of all, I was raised in New Jersey. Um, I've been living in Arizona for over 42 years and uh, love Arizona. And I found um, my home in corporate America for three decades. Uh, Most people can't say that they've worked in corporate America that long. I was there for a really long time. And uh, I honed my skills um, in business launches for the last 22 years. What I've been doing is coaching CEOs in launching startup businesses. Um, I've worked with men and women, loved working with individuals because I found, Tara, that the difference between each person was their unique skill set, their wisdom, their experience, right? Their knowledge. And they were always so nervous about doing it the right way, right? The right way of what everyone else says you need to do when you launch a business. But I found when I got into their map in the world and really got to understand them and honed in with them on what they needed. Um, then, and I brought out their expertise and their skill sets and applied those to their business that that's where they really flourish. So I think, you know, we tend to try to fit a square peg in a round hole and it just doesn't work. So, you know, for me, Um, My journey has been about finding my authentic self um, and leaning into what that is, knowing that I'm unique from other people. So how I was able to then transition from corporate America to owning my own business was I was attending a women's retreat at one point. And normally in these women's retreats, because I was in corporate America as an executive, they would ask us the same questions over and over again. What's on your, you know, your plate right now? How, what is the hardest thing you've ever had to overcome being a woman in business? You know, how did you shatter the glass ceiling? All the woman questions that we get that are in the man's world, women questions, right? And this was the first time I sat around a table, Tara, and they said, what's your story? And I couldn't believe the 18 women that were at that round table that day Um, we, you could hear a pin drop in three hours. We became closer as females. We became instant friends. We had empathy. We were crying with the other ladies. You know, we found out some of the ladies there were in their twenties and were already widows. Um, you know, we talked about us. And the journey we had been through, not necessarily a defining ourselves as a hurdle in corporate America that we've had to overcome being a female, right? Um, so it was very interesting that we got to talk about our strengths, our abilities, um, our perseverance, uh, what makes us 
who we are in a totally different light. I loved it. And right at that moment, I was like, I, I told one of my partners that was there, we got to start a business for women because they need to share their stories more because the more I hear other women's stories, the more that I feel like I can move a mountain when I've seen another woman do it, right? It gives us fuel. It gives us motivation. It inspires us. So um, that was what I did. I started a community um, coming out of corporate America for women to be able to, um, and it was mainly for corporate America women. I had um, really kind of mastered the negotiating, uh, you know, for salary, negotiating a space, climbing the corporate ladder. And I thought really that was what I was going to create this community out of for women to be able to network and business development. And then it quickly organically moved into a place for female entrepreneurs to be seen, be heard and be visible. And that is so crucial because the number one um, responsibility of an entrepreneur in my world of 22 years of coaching was you have to tell everybody about you. So that was how I was able to, to take that jump or take the leap, I call it, from corporate America to entrepreneurship was I had to have a lot of faith in myself, which I didn't always have all the time, right in the beginning. And, um, but I knew what my skill sets were and knew what I had accomplished in the past. And I just kept reminding myself that I had been successful and that I could be successful at doing this too. Um, so I just kept going, you know, I just kept moving along. And eventually I launched my coaching business um, as an entrepreneur as well, and then continued my coaching business as an entrepreneur. And this time I decided to work with females only. So I built a female organization and I work with females, uh, female entrepreneurs. Awesome. I love that story. That's, that's amazing. So for people who are listening, who maybe, you know, have been in corporate for a very long period of time and want to make that transition really have that, like, it, it sounds like you had such sort of a passion in your heart to do something different than what you were doing, which led you down this journey. And so did you monetize it right away or did you do both for a while and then figure out like, oh, wait, I have to actually make money if I'm going to leave corporate and how to how to do that? Tell me a little bit about that part of your journey. Yeah, I'm, I love the details. So I launched the business in January 2019, gave my notice in corporate America in uh, March of 2019. Uh, and by the way, when I told my family I was leaving corporate America, they all thought I was crazy. Mm -hmm. Uh, because they, they were like, whoa, the ATM's going to close, right? Mom's going <laughs> to, yeah, all the money is going to go away. You have to remember when you're making six-figure salaries and you're comfortable and it's security to leave that, you're now forced to make that, generate that revenue, right, on your own. And um, the one thing that I believe that we all forget is that um, in corporate America, and this might not be for everybody, but for many females that I've interviewed on my shows, you know, that I've interviewed on several different shows that I've done, um, it, the one thing comes down to this, we're paid what we're worth in corporate America. They say, here's your job description. This is what you have to do. And then you're paid what you're worth to the company. And so that gets ingrained in your brain. And when you leave corporate America, and if you're making zero, you feel like you're worth zero because you tied a salary to your worth based on what you gave and what you got. And that was a really, really dark time for me, Tara. I'm going to be honest with you and your listeners, because I think we all go through this, mm -hmm. what we're worth 
And um, no matter if you do it when you're a mom, because then when your children all grow up, Tara, and you get to the point that I'm at and you become an empty nester, your worth as a mother changes. And that's a hard transition to go through for a mom because the caretaking is no longer there anymore. You need to be and show up as a different mom for your kids at that point. But it's it's hard to transition through there, you know. Um, so we're going to go through these transitions our entire life, every every time, you know, things change in our lives. And so I had a really dark moments and hired a coach that really helped me with self-confidence, self-esteem, um, which was really crazy. If you talk to anyone in my life, they would have said, Colleen does not need self-confidence coaching. <laughs> Colleen does not need self-esteem coaching. Um, but I don't think people realize how much we put on kind of a a face of we think we have it all together sometimes, but really behind the scenes, we're breaking down um, and we're a little dying inside because we're not quite sure what to do. Um, and so having someone that can fuel that for you when you're struggling and borrow someone else's wings is priceless, honestly priceless. So um, I don't talk a lot about my dark times, but I just want any one of your listeners listening that when you take that leap, you, you really are depending on yourself. So you have to align yourself with the right people. I teach a class and I constantly talk about your network is your net worth. I can't, I can't say that enough, who you have in your corner, who you're working with, who's, who's fueling you, um, who you surround yourself with on a daily basis is really going to make the difference in your success, right? Personally and in your business, even in your relationships, right? Who the people you hang around with. So, um, so that was a tough journey for me. I finally left corporate America five months in um, to January of 2019 because I was traveling a lot, doing a radio show with my business, but I really wasn't making any money. I was generating revenue, but I was spending more in investment of what it took to run the business than what I was making. So that's why I started my coaching business so that I could um, make the money to pay bills, you know, the normal thing. Um, and then when I realized, wow, I could do this coaching thing the way I've always wanted to do coaching and not really by the parameters of how corporate America said I had to do it, that really opened up a whole new avenue for me on how I was coaching, you know, females uh, in their businesses, which is really what I love to do the most. So um, yeah, there were some scary times there. I'm not going to lie. And, um, and it got to a point where it was like, Hey, you, you need to know your numbers. Let's just get down to those details. So many people I talk to today and women that say, I want to leave corporate America, but I can't. The word can't is translated to I won't. So you can, you're choosing not to. So let's just own that. And then when they say I can't because of money, I say, I want you to go look at your personal finances. And I want you to write down all your bills. And I want you to write down how much you have to contribute, especially if you're married and you have someone else contributing. Exactly how much money do you really need to pay your bills? Because you know, you look at your salary you used to have and you look at where all the money went and it went to retirement and, you know, medical and all these places. And then when it really gets down to it, you probably need to make a very small percentage of that amount of money to really be able to live on, to get by, which is okay for a while while you're building, right? But many women don't know their numbers. And if they don't know their numbers, they just say, I can't, which translates to, I won't. So you're right. You won't. And that's your choice. Right. 
but right. it's not about not being able to. You're making the choice to not do it. And, and that's a very strong decision that I want every all of your listeners to think about because you are truly saying, I won't do it. Because if you really wanted to do it, you would find a way. And we always do for the things we really want to do. We always find a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's so good. Yeah, there, there's so many great uh, like ahas uh, in what you were just talking about. I think it's interesting. So I, I was also started in corporate and then um, transitioned out. Um, but I I've never even thought about it like that before. Where um, with the the salary being what you're worth, right? So a lot of times we talk about it in terms of you're a technician, right? So mm-hmm. you tend to go. Um, out on your own and do the thing you were doing in corporate and then you know yes put the value on it as being the same well you know this is what I was making here and this is what I'm I can make here and it's you know similar or the same Um, but really getting past that point because that's where that's where you start to really shine is when you can separate that and yeah. charge for your value and not for the time your butt's in a seat, right? It's basically, you know, it's the value even, of what the person that's hiring you is receiving. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Yeah. And and with corporate, it's like, you know, it, so traditional path is sort of, you know, corporate and then you start contracting, <laughs> right? You go out on your own and do freelancing or contracting. So it's still the same. You're just sort of transferring it into a different model where you're you know, you're accepting the, the paycheck differently, but it's the same kind of transaction to really being able to charge for that value. So I love that you broke it down that way, because it is something that, that it's a mindset to get over. It is to to really start thinking about it differently, that it's not, it's not apples to apples. You're talking about doing something Mm -hmm. totally different and you have to show up and be that person who can do that first. And then Mm-hmm. And then you step into the the thing. So that's awesome. I love that. Um, so give us some um, actionable um, steps or t- tips or or something about how women, specifically since that's who you serve, can really start just rocking their own, um, rocking and owning their own life yeah. path. You know, I think it's both for men and women. This will apply. It's not really just a female. That's the only one that can do this because I'm married. Obviously I have daughters and sons um, and, you know, works for everybody. So visualization is probably one of the biggest pieces, right? So we have two choices, Tara. We can live our life by design, meaning we design it the way that we want it to be, uh, the hours we work in a day, the time we spend with our family, how we want our schedule to look, um, how we want to interact with our clients, um, if we want to only have you know, products and not services, right? So maybe you just create a product, but you're not offering a service, you're just offering a product. So how do you want to design your life? Because I want every one of your listeners to know that we design it. So how your life is today, you designed it that way. And if you say, no, I didn't, then I'm going to tell you, you've chosen to live your life by default, which means you've chosen to allow life to happen to you um, and not for you. I tend to design it the way I want my life to be every day, right? So if I choose not to work on Sundays, which I don't, um, then that's never an option. I just don't take anything that would... uh, you know, make it to where I had to work on a Sunday. I don't design my life for that. 
Um, and so I never have to complain and say, oh, I didn't want to work, but I had to work. It's like, really? Who told you you had to do that, right? Mm -hmm. So we tend to blame a lot, but the choices are all ours. So number one is visualize the life that you want to have. Um, and you have to have the desire first, right? You have to have the desire. You have to have the faith in you. And if you don't have the faith in you that you can do it, I want you to write down all the things that can possibly go wrong. Um, all of the things that you think could go wrong with what you want to do. So if you're in corporate America today and you want to start your own business, write down all the possible things that can go wrong. And I guarantee you the one thing that probably isn't on that list is death. You're not going to die, right? So if you're not going to die, what, what stopping you. I'm serious because you can recover from everything else what's stopping you. You know, I even looked at worst case scenario, scenario, Tara, if you want me to be honest, like I looked at worst case, meaning if I couldn't make any money for two years at all, would I have to sell my house? And if I sold my house, what would that look like? Oh, then I would have all this money and be able to rent a place, probably not have to make another dime for another two or three years and still be able to live. You know what I mean? So I thought to myself, gosh, if everything were to go so horribly wrong, I would still be alive and still have money, still be able to eat, still be able to live. Okay. So what's stopping me now? Like what? Because that's mm -hmm. if everything goes horribly wrong. Now let's look at if everything actually goes right the way that I'm planning it. I'm going to have choices of my freedom, choices of my time, how I spend my time, who I want to work with, what I do, you know, with my um, path uh, and how much money I can make. It's unlimited, you know. I, my husband was an entrepreneur before I was. And I remember after I was an entrepreneur for about a year, I looked at him and I was like, why did you tell me to stay in corporate for so long? This is like a millionaire's playground out here. Do you know how much money I could have been making all these years? He said, I didn't know. I really didn't know you were going to come out here and be such a great success. And I just looked at him and I said, why would you doubt that? There isn't one thing in my life I've never not done like a thousand percent well. Yeah. That's the other thing. We tend to forget all of our experience. I, I can't tell you, Tara, how many women I work with in my, you know, coaching program where they have 30 years of experience of, uh, I'll give you an example. I work with a pharmacist right now, 50,000 clinical hours. She's been a pharmacist for over 20 some years. She doubts her skills because now she's building her own practice of, you know, medicine management and getting to the root cause because doctors have one semester, most people don't know this, of medicine training, one. Pharmacists have their entire lives, all their training is medicine. They know medicine better than anybody. And so a lot of pharmacists want to empower people to understand the medicines they're taking, how dangerous they are and how to get to the root cause of what's in their bodies so that they can get rid of it. And the convincing I have to do <laughs> to convince her how smart she is, how much talent she has, how much education she has, how much experience she has. So that's the other thing. Write down, what is your experience? What have you accomplished in your life? What have you been able to overcome? What are your skill sets? These things are fuel for you. It's just a reminder, but how often do we really write them down, right? And then the more we write things down, the more that we are, you know, feeding our subconscious because our subconscious will, will act and react 
without us even knowing. So if like if we leave our lives to default, whatever old file you have filed in there from a long time ago when our parents used to say, money doesn't grow on trees and oh, they're just filthy rich and blah, blah, blah. All these little files are just tucked in your subconscious. So you wonder why you're blocking money. It's because that's what you believe that you're not worthy of the money you believe, you know, your parents have already taught you that, or, or you wonder why you work, you know, 17 hours a day and you're not producing the money you want, because you've always known that you have to work hard for your money, Mm -hmm. you know, that it can possibly be easy. Well, it can, if you make it that way, it just is your belief in it. So it it takes work on ourselves. I'm not going to lie. Right. Takes, mm-hmm. takes a lot of work. So those are just a few of the pieces that I've done with my clients. I've done over time myself and it never ends because we still have all that false evidence appearing real comes up, you know, all the stories, all the fear. And I always say when that happens, just write them all down and cry or get them out on paper if you're angry and then just go light that sucker on fire and burn it up. Just be done with it. Get it out of your head and move on. Right. We just can't stay stuck in those, those times. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And every level, there's a every new level, level, right? <laughs> so you're constantly doing that. That's awesome. I love that. And that's so much um, what I do um, in my own practice is like go out to the future. You know, what are all the possible things that could happen or go wrong? Identify them. Look, they're not as scary and big mm-hmm. and these giant monsters as you think they are. And so then, yeah, then you, how am I going to handle that? I'll I'll never forget when, um, when I was going out on my own, there was another woman who was kind of on this, on a similar path. And I had, I, I went the, I have a six month contract once I leave. So that that was like my baby step out. And we, we went through that exercise. What's the worst thing that could happen? Well, I don't know. We go work in retail or we go, you know, like do something else um, until we find another corporate job. Right. Like, so the worst case scenario is just go back and do what we were doing. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I was like, well, is that the worst? Like, is it, am I going to die from that? Am I, you know, what it's just like, it would just be a blip and we just go back and do what we were doing. And then it was like, oh, well, that's not that big of a deal. Then let's just go and, and see what could happen. And mm-hmm. then 20 years later, here we are. Right. So, right. <laughs> so right. So yeah. it's like, I, never had to use plan yeah. B. I always was able to, to keep moving and, and, yeah. but you're, but you're right. Like just identifying it helps, helps so mm-hmm. much to do that. And um, so thank you for sharing that. Cause I think that that's such a good, uh, a good lesson. And, yeah. and the fact that like all that stuff is going to come up and, and it is funny. Cause I think um, I think uh, entrepreneurial women in, in particular, we have a lot of those false beliefs. <laughs> right? Like they just sort of creep in and you're like, Oh, I didn't even know that was a thing. And then you unpack it and you can yeah. move forward. But mine is, you just hit it. Mine is, you know, the hard work, like, mm-hmm. y- you know, hard work equals success. It's not, you know, it's not easy. And so that that's one that I've worked on probably for the last 10 years or so once I identified yeah. it. And then I was like, okay, well, I know this is a thing now I'm going to jump over it. Um, but that one, I think it's a big one. It's just, that, that messaging that you always got kind of growing up and, yeah. and all of that's so, so important. Um, and then, you know, how, how we're also then modeling for our kids, mm. right? Cause that, Huge. that plays into it too, is, is like, 
do you want those messages to be the same? <laughs> you know, I, every so often, like a momism will come out from, you know, when I was younger or whatever. And I'd be like, wait, is that the message? Right. Like I, I gotta be careful about that. Yeah. They watch um, us so much more than they listen to us. Yeah. And um, we're raising the next generation. So if you truly want to see change in the world, you have to be the change, right? You can't just wait for it. So the more that we model that for our daughters and our sons, then they will model that for, you know, their kids. So, you know, I'm the model for my kids and my grandkids. And so, you know, I love having conversations with my granddaughters when they talk to me about things that are happening, you know, on recess or at school or why they were scared or why they felt a certain way about something, you know, it's just so interesting to, to just sit and have the patience as a grandma now to sit and have the time to have the conversation with them and not feel rushed. Like a mom did. I felt like I was rushed all the time as a mom. And I just have this, this, this new patience as a grandma to get to know my grandkids. And that's a lot of fun uh, to understand their feelings. Yeah. That's fun. Hopefully that won't be for a while for me. Mine are still, <laughs> mine are still little. I'm like, oh, it's good, but, but yes, I, I just certainly understand that, um, that kind of rushing around and trying yeah. to do, trying to do the things. Okay, so I want to go back to being just a little bit more tactical for a few minutes. Um, so you started with coaching. Mm-hmm. And was it one-on-one coaching or group coaching? Well, I started with the community. So I started with the community first. I built the community. It's a membership community. It's called Lead Up for Women. Um, you can see, you know, um, I have a magazine behind me. I've been, I've been a magazine uh, publisher for three years. I had a radio show. Everything I did was bring women into the community. Um, I started coaching um, because that was paying the bills, right? So mm-hmm. the community was uh, paying for itself and its growth and then uh, the membership. And then uh, the coaching was what I was doing uh, to pay my bills. And, and then I started really growing the coaching side. Uh, the community is about visibility for women. So um, uh, the newest community that I've just started in 2022 is called the Leap Community because we've been leading up now, you know, for a few years and it's time to take the leap for these women, right? So um, taking the leap is a little bolder, a little scarier than just leading, you know, for some women. And so, um, and being seen, being heard and being visible for some women and, you know, but, but if you don't shout from the mountaintops about who you are and what you're doing, and how you serve others, no one will see you. And there, there are so many people in this world. You don't understand. I want all your listeners to hear this. There are, there are women and men out there and you are the only one that can share a message that they will hear. You know, we've heard things over and over again from other people, but it doesn't sink in until one person says it a certain way. And then it just hits us. That's the person that needed to say it for it to hit us. So you have a message to share. And so I give you those platforms to be able to do that on podcasts and LinkedIn live interviews through blogs, through masterclasses that you teach. This is what my community is all about, you know, for you to be able to share that message through all of those avenues. The coaching piece was um, what I had started because to me, that was like a, an easy default, right? Mm-hmm. I'd already been doing it for, you know, 20 years. And so it, it was something that I knew how to do, working with businesses, helping them. But then I, you know, I really learned, um, Tara, over the, over the years in working with so many CEOs, like I said about working on them. So I, I mix a lot of personal development, 
with the business pieces because the business pieces, you know, just the basics of business plans and EIN numbers and not, you know, uh, combining personal with business dollars and how to set up all those accounts and how to register yourself as a business. All these pieces that many people don't know um, are a lot of the basics that we talk about. But then some women come to me um, because they just can't figure out how to grow their business. And when you have a coach that comes in, they can um, picture yourself like a frame on a wall in a hallway, right? You can only really see maybe half the dining room, <laughs> the hallway, maybe, you know, the living room. Your coach can walk around the whole lay of the land of your house and really see it from a different perspective. So that's why I've always hired coaches for myself as well in my business. And I've always had someone along the way helping me. Um, so I, communities where I started, then I brought coaching into play. Now I've combined those two. So um, under my leap brand, I work with one-on-one -on -one clients at the platinum level. I work with group clients at the gold level. Um, I do VIP days where someone just might want to hire me for the day because they're not really looking to be in a program. They just want in out, give me all the clarity I need, help me get back up on my feet. And then I'm going to, you know, be accountable for implementing that. And then I do like, you know, 10 week group coaching through, um, you know, things like your finances, fun and friends, like all the F's that we have in our life. And then, um, yeah, so then we have the community level, which is the level where women get to network, they get to come to all the events, they get to do five different networking events per month, they get to teach a masterclass, do podcast interviews, those type of things. So I really have something for everyone at every level, uh, no matter what their budget is and what the level in depth of what they're looking for to be able to um, get the assistance that they need to be empowered to design the life that they're looking to design. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. So our listeners at the end, I'm going to make sure that they know how to find you um, and it will be in the show notes. So I definitely want everyone to be able to find you. On the flip side though, some people may be listening to this going, well, I really want to monetize what I do, but that sounds like so much. So walk us through, like, how do you even fit all of that in to <laughs> a week or to a month or to a year or whatever, right? Because, because all of those things sound amazing to do from a business perspective. Um, but I know that when people start, that sounds super overwhelming. So yeah. how do you manage all of that? Like, what's your, what's your secret for success for managing all of the things you just talked about. Yeah. And I didn't even add it all in. I still, I run a mastermind, which we travel four times a year. And I, um, also, um, <clears throat> do several, you know, um, several other pieces like retreats and stuff like that. Um, you have books behind you. I see. I do. So you've written books, I published like five you've last all the year. Things. I know. Yeah. yeah. Um, it really is priority. I'm just going to say that if you, you need to be very organized. Um, and so I, 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 my brain does not work uh, in a way where I wake up and wonder and create my day that day. That's not how I, I run. I just don't work that way. Um, I'm a very planned out and calculated person when it comes to my time. And so my schedule is already planned for the week. And then I have blocks in my schedule that are open uh, for opportunities or other things to come and projects that I need to work on. So I schedule myself. I'm a very much a, um, you know, a calendar uh, events type of person. And um, I block 
do um, blocking out time uh, for times to working with my clients, times that I need to work on projects because I, I don't want to have to remember. I'm going to set it and forget it. So if I know that I need my VAs telling me or my project managers telling me that I need to have a draft to them by a certain day, then I go work backwards in my schedule and I plan two hours of a block time to work on that project, right? And get everything that I need from them. And then if I don't finish it within that two hours, then I go forward on my schedule again and I plan another block of time that way I can beat that deadline. And then I put it in my schedule when the deadline is um, so that I don't forget those things. Because to me, it's too overwhelming to wake up in the morning and have to think of what I have to do that day. I would be dead in the water, honestly, if I had to do that. So I schedule out my day and my week based on things that I already know are coming up, things that I have to complete, you know, like being here today with you was already on my schedule. I knew it before I came into today that I was going to be here and I was going to be interviewed. So um, again, uh, how I monetize, that's a whole different conversation. So that's how I schedule my day. So it's not overwhelming. And I would say, start light, start with the things that you, you know, that you are capable of doing that scare you a little bit. Here's, here's a a thing I'll share with you. I'm a black belt in Taekwondo. I was also a certified personal trainer for a while. I did it just to see if I could pass the test because I love working out. It really wasn't anything I was planning on building a business off of, although I did have clients. I'll tell you this, when you are working toward, um, you know, working toward a goal, it is so very important that you apply yourself and monetize in the area of where of, of the step by step by step. So you don't walk into a gym, work out for 10 minutes and start bodybuilding. It just doesn't happen that way, right? You maybe work out for 10 minutes, then you go for a mile walk. And then the next, maybe the next three days after that, you go for another mile walk or or two blocks or something. So what happens is we tend to jump in, dive in, you know, breathe everything through a fire hose and think that we're going to just have it all together and be able to do it. It's step by step by step by step, right? That's how I built my community. What was my website going to look like? What is my message? What is my brand? What do I, what, who am I? What are my values? What do I stand for? What is my integrity? What do I love to do? What lights me up? What am I really good at? Right. Writing all these things down to figure it out. And then looking at how do I deliver that? How can I deliver that to someone? So, you know, when I created a VIP day, it was like, I can do all of this to help women in one day, just kind of get through things that they need. And I can package that into a one day opportunity. If someone wants to hire me for an hour, that might be advice or some other things, which is fine. But I tend to not like to work that way, right? Because I feel like I need more time with somebody, but not everyone is looking for a longer process of working with someone. So you need to be able to serve everyone out there. You know, I remember I was getting ready to get on a, um, a networking event and I had paid to be a sponsor and I thought I got to create something immediately. So I thought I'm going to create, um, a workshop, your network is your net worth. And I'm going to teach people how to do networking really, really well, right? How it's important to follow up, follow through the things that I do that have made me successful in networking and follow up and follow through because it's worked and it's been successful and I've gotten clients from it. So I'm going to teach other people how to do that. Well, I decided an hour before the actual networking event, I just went online in my website and created a quick code. You know, I did not have the workshop created. 
I had no idea like how long it was. I was like, nah, we'll just do it for like 90 minutes. That sounds great. And then I'm going to charge this much money for it. So that was what I presented because I had paid to sponsor and you don't pay to sponsor if you're not planning on getting a return on that money. So that's what I call pulling money out of thin air. It did not exist. I created it out of the blue. I put a monetized number to it of what I could charge for it. And then I worried about the details later. The only thing I needed to do in that moment for those few days in that event was just sell the idea of the of the workshop to people that needed it because they wanted to be successful and get clients from networking or why were they wasting three days there, right? So I made money from it. People were signing up for it. And then I had to worry about it later after I was done with the event. I was like, okay, now I need to sit down because I put a date on it. I put a time on it. Now I need to sit down and design the workshop, which is something I already know. It's already information I have. I don't even have to research it. How do I want to design this 90 minutes where they're going to get the best out of it? So I I think our minds, Tara, tend to go to, I have to design the workshop. I have to have all the details. I have to fit, you know, I have to figure it all out right now before I put it out to people. And I always challenge my clients when we do it the other way around. I say, put a date out and you're going to announce the date of when you're going to do the event. They're like, but I don't have, I know you don't get the date out there, announce it. And that's all I want you to do. Now we're going to work on the title. We're going to work on the subject. We're going to work on the outline. We're going to work on how you promote it, but you get it out there and it's a hard set date. Now the universe starts pulling all the people, places, things to you because you've just moved your vibration to the level of the event, right? Mm -hmm. And so that's the best way to monetize something is not overwhelm yourself. Cause if you were to see my schedule or hear me talk about like you did all the things I do, people are like, how do you do that? And it's like, it's easy. One step at a time. It's easy. It really is easy. <laughs> yeah. You know, I have people that I hire that help me. I have production people that help me. Um, and one step at a time and one little thing on my calendar every day helps me get exposure that I need, helps me get, you know, one step closer to an event that I'm doing, one step closer to um, acquiring another client. You just have to take one step and it might seem overwhelming when we talk about it. But if you're in very control of your day and what you're doing and you're very purposeful with your time and you're not wasting your time just doing but you're being who you are supposed to be then the money flows much easier mm-hmm. because yep, you're sure about it lesson yep yeah. yeah and that's what we teach too is is you know take imperfect action just get it out there i love that put it out there and then build it um, as, as you're going, there's always going to be that, that 1.0 version, but you know what you can do 2.0 version next, right? Like, but don't build, don't build it all before you sell it, start selling it. And then, yeah, cause you already are the expert. You already know, uh, you know, what to teach it's, there's some packaging involved. There's some kind of structure involved, but the very first step is making sure that you're attracting people to yeah. you and, and doing that and then going from there. So yeah, that's, mm-hmm. that's super powerful. Awesome. Well, this has been great. One question I ask every single one of my guests is what, um, what's one book or tool or resource that you would recommend to my listeners that helps them sort of further their journey? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so I would say one of the, one of my favorite books 
of all time. Um, and you know, I get, I get zero, uh, accolades for this or, you know, any royalties, uh, for this, which is Napoleon Hill's think and grow rich. Mm -hmm. Um, every single thing in our life happens because we think we can, or we think we can't period. Mm. So how we think controls our entire world. And it is one of those books that puts it in practice. It gives you practice. It uh, forces you to think about how you think about money, how you think about your possibilities of your future. And, um, you know, he interviewed very, very, very successful people in how they think. And it is very important that we get rid of the blocks that we have. And the only way to do that is to, like we talked about, replacing those old files with new files. So you've got to do the work. And to me, Think and Grow Rich is a book that is a workbook of mm -hmm. working through um, your thinking and um, how you say, how you use your words, um, how, what you read every morning, what you read every night before you go to bed, you know, declarations that you set for yourself. These have been very, very powerful for me and has changed, um, you know, my whole business model in, um, how we look at monetizing, um, our products and services and, and what I, how I think about money. So I highly recommend that as a basic read um, and as a manual to every entrepreneur, it should be the entrepreneur's manual. Mm -hmm. It really should be. Yeah. 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 It's a powerful book. It's one of my favorites as well. Awesome. Very good. So for our listeners, how can they find out more about you, find out about your programs and just generally um, be able to gobble up all of those resources that you have behind you? Yeah. So um, you can always join us on Meetup. We're at Leap for Ladies on Meetup. And, uh, you know, that's going to give you all of our events that we do. You can find me at ColleenBiggs.net. That's ColleenBiggs.net uh, forward slash community is going to be everything about our community. You can find out everything about me, books that I've written, uh, the work that I do, uh, the people that I work with, how I can assist you. So everything's at ColleenBiggs.net. You can find me everywhere on social media at Colleen Biggs. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time today. We appreciate it. And until Thanks, next Karen. time, have a great day. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. The best thing you can do is to take action on an idea or tip that resonated with you. To help you take action, I have a free gift for you that you can download in the show notes. During each episode, we publish an action plan worksheet and other helpful takeaways from our speakers in the course Building Secrets Creators Lab. To register for free, click on the link in the show notes. Enjoy. Hey, everybody wanted to come on at the end of this episode and let you know about an event that's coming up in August of 2023. So we are super excited to announce the second annual Gamify My Course Camp five-day challenge that's coming up. It is totally free. And listen, what it's going to do is help you think about how do you add participation? How do you add more engagement and opportunities for your people to actually get results in your online programs? And each day, we're going to jump on live with actionable tips for you to be able to do that. So I would love to invite you to sign up for the Gamify My Course Camp. 
which is going to be August 7th through the 11th with a special bonus session on the 14th. So come and join us. Can't wait to see you at camp this year because listen, your kids get to go to camp, other people get to go to camp. So I think over the summer, we should all go to camp as well. All right, so we're going to do fun activities like tug of war and um, archery practice and different things like that. So go check out our page at uh, bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash 2023 underscore gamify. That is how you can get a hold of us. In the show notes, there should be a QR code and this link for you to jump on and register. It's totally free and would love to see you on August 7th. All right, there you go. Have a great day.